You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Welcome to the Nerd Table, everybody. Sit down and have a seat on this glorious Easter Sunday, or for those of you who play Animal Crossing New Horizons, this nightmare-infused bunny day with nightmare-infused zipper tea bunny in your plaza causing nightmares and... Many of you are probably time-traveling to get the hell out of there. If you don't know what I'm talking about because you don't play Animal Crossing, be thankful, because this is the single worst day of the Animal Crossing calendar year. Uh, for everybody else, happy Easter, happy Passover. I'm Chris O'Mealy. Welcome to the Nerd Table. Joined, as always, by my two co-hosts in crime. Say hello to Dan Peck. Wait, I don't know who just cracked the drink. That was me! <laughs> Stealing the gimmick again. But what did you crack open? I cracked open a Red Bull, the peach edition. Ooh. Peach nectarine flavor. We're having an energy drink competition here. All right. Oh, peachy and nectarine And also say hello to Eric. Well, hello. I guess um, I won't do the energy drink opening. <laughs> <laughs> I stand staying now. <laughs> I uh I did it all for the nookie. Oh. So now you're gonna steal Limp Biscuit <laughs> lyrics? <laughs> I that's it, that's all I know. This is a gimmick infringement episode. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> so we have a lot to talk about today. This is the 84th episode of The Nerd Table. We're going to talk about the year that I was born, 1984. We've got some trivia. We have an entertainment challenge to get through. But since we are recording this on Sunday, April the 17th, and it is Easter, I thought I would do something Easter-related and come up with the list of pop culture bunnies. The, uh... Mm. The 20 Funniest, Coolest, Cuddliest, and Creepiest Rabbits in Pop Culture. This is an article that came out in the Hollywood Reporter. So Now, is it just bunnies or rabbits, too? It's the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So, here are the 20 that they've chosen. We'll go through the list and we'll discuss them. Uh, the first one, of course, is Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Yep. The OG. The most popular uh, bunny around. Yes. Um... Bugs Bunny, who was cross-dressing back in the 40s. So I'm, I'm just saying that that's a thing that's always been around. He was doing it before it was cool. <laughs> always gaslighting, setting people up. My, one of my favorites is when he sends uh, Yosemite Sam after some Yankees, and it's literally it's him in the Bronx <laughs> yelling at the New York Yankees <laughs> baseball team. <laughs> Uh, um, I, don't, I don't remember that one. I, I need to go I, back. I I look for something that like classic Looney Tunes. I just haven't seen in forever. I think uh, when it comes to Bugs Bunny cartoons, I think my all-time favorite is probably the opera, and then my mm. second favorite is Rabbit Season, Duck Season. I do like that. Those are always like my two favorite Bugs Bunny cartoons above and beyond. Um. And, and Duck Amuck is classic too because Bugs is the punchline in it, but that is more of a Daffy cartoon. 
But that might be my all-time favorite Looney Tunes episode. The uh, the ultimate fourth wall breaking with the animator just messing with Daffy the whole time. And then, of course, it turns out to be Bugs. Because I Stinka. Exactly. Yep, classic. Uh, Bugs Bunny. The next rabbit on the list is the killer rabbit of Charbonog. From Monty oh, Python yeah. and the Holy Grail. Yes. Okay. Use the holy hand grenade. From at number two. I don't know if this is necessarily a ranked list. I think they're just going for top rabbits here, but but yes, uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail, classic movie, one of the best comedies ever made, one of my top ten favorite comedies of all time. Is a flesh wound. So many quotable things in that movie too. Uh, the next rabbit they have is the singing rabbit from the Skittles commercial. What? Yeah. This is from 2006, this commercial. Singing rabbit from the Skittles commercial? It was the oh, early stages right. of the Experience the Rainbow campaign, which I don't know if you guys remember, but... I am watching it right now. <laughs> yes, there was a singing rabbit... Uh, so essentially, it's the guy, he's exchanging the singing rabbit for a one small bag of Skittles. <laughs> Jesus. This you know, sounds up. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like some Team Rocket logic there. We have and then it comes in that, that it, it sings all day, all night, so the guy can't sleep in the middle of a thunderstorm because the damn rabbit's still singing. <laughs> Dude, Imagine they're like there being a rabbit award and you're like the tricks bunny. And then somebody picks the fucking Skittles rabbit that like, I've never even heard of uh, this. Th there's 20 rabbits on the list. We're not there there yet. <clears throat> a lot of them are also references to uh rabbit type characters from movies and not exactly. Um... So he brings it back to the original guy and he sees him sitting in his house all nice, enjoying his Skittles. <laughs> And then the rabbit finally bites him and runs away. <laughs> uh, the next one is Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Cause oh, okay. Because he, he gets the bunny costume for the He holidays. looks like a deranged rabbit. <laughs> the best part is his brother just starts cracking up. Uh, Anna Ferris from The House Bunny, if you've ever seen that movie. I haven't seen it, but I am aware of it. She's kicked out of the Playboy Mansion for being too old, because 27 is 59 in bunny years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde. Yes, because she dresses up like a bunny. <laughs> I like her outfit, too, except when I dress up as a frigid bitch, I try not to look so constipated. Wow. <laughs> uh, Rachel McAdams in Mean Girls. I love that movie. I'm a bunny. Duh. The one night of the year when a girl can dress like a total slut and no other girls can say anything about it. Um, she's literally just wearing bunny ears and a slutty outfit. <laughs> I don't know this one. Bette Midler in Beaches because I have never seen that. All I know about Beaches is that they reference it in Seinfeld in the softball episode. Uh, Harvey the Rabbit. Yeah, the OG. Six foot three and a half rabbit. 
but he's invisible to everyone except for James Stewart. We have Frank the Rabbit from Donnie Darko. That's one. That's a classic. The White Rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. Okay. He's late for a very important date. The White Rabbit from Jefferson Airplane. Same rabbit. (laughs) Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that had to be there. Yeah, I was waiting for it. I'm waiting. There's one more I I have on top of my head that I'm waiting for. Yeah, Roger Rabbit's a classic. I love that movie, by the way. That to me, that's one of the pinnacles of live action animation hybrids, and th- what's so impressive about it is they didn't have any green screen markers or frame of reference, so the actors were literally acting to nothing, and the animation was thrown in afterwards. There was no reference; it was just he's going to be over here, so look in this direction and act. And if that's not impressive as hell, I don't know what else is. Uh, and if I am correct, that's a Robert Zemeckis film, isn't it? It is. And very different from its source material. Very different from the source material. <laughs> Which was, wasn't it um, who... Who censored Roger who Rabbit. Who censored Roger Rabbit. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It's a classic. And of course, Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse appear on screen together for the first and we only time. Daffy and Donald doing the piano duel. God, I love that part. And they had to come up with so many compromises. Like, like they had to go be like, well, okay, so the the if the Disney character gets the first line, then then the Warner Bros. character gets the last line in the segment. And and oh, there was also stuff about Wreck It Ralph, where like video game companies would be like, uh, Bowser doesn't uh, hold his coffee like that. That and was a Bowser thing. Should be, Bowser should be uh, bigger than Robotnik. And then Detective would be like, no, nah, Robotnik should be bigger than Bowser. That was an actual thing and that then, happened. And then Capcom's like, the fuck, dude? Zanky's huge, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So they just made them all the same size and said, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Because you're protecting your source material, but that's also, like, the headache of doing a, a film like that. Yeah. Uh, and then the, there was the whole fiasco with uh, the Disney princesses in hangout mode. Uh, yeah, they all had to They all had to be referenced as to how they would dress and act. And Yeah, every little thing was about, it had to, like, was days and days of negotiations. And but, I also heard something that I'd never heard before is whenever Disney princesses are together in anything, they can't look at each other. What? Wait, what? Yeah. So if you have, like, you know, a little girl with a shirt with, like, seven other princesses on it, they're all looking in different directions. I gotta look this fucking up. Holy crap, I don't think I knew that. But now you're picturing those, like, t-shirts and shit, and you realize they are all facing different directions. Well, I mean, like, obviously there's exceptions to that, like Anna and Elsa, because they're sisters. Yeah. Because there's promotional material of them looking at each other. Well, I mean, yeah, they're, but in, I, they're, in, the same, they're in the same thing, but yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. It's, okay, so does that mean Vanellope's not a princess? Because they're all staring at her. Which, yeah, which in the end meant, like, that's the reason why that 
that was that took the most amount of time and work, and it's <clears> like the shortest scene in the movie. Because <clears throat> they also do look at each other quite a bit because they're conversing with each other. They're all looking at each other when Vanellope's doing her speech to try to figure out what the hell this is. It's got to be just on material then. I feel like if there's a, a story or a reason behind talking to each other. Okay, but if somebody was taking um, something that you did creatively and putting it into source material, wouldn't you be protective of it too? I mean, yes. Like, I feel like I would to some degree. But at the same time, I feel like if, if I wrote a book, for example, and somebody was adapting it into a movie and they had a creative idea for the character that I didn't think of and I thought might actually be kind of cool, I'd want to hear it. And if I liked it, I would approve of it. So I'm not going to be like so stingy that Oh, yeah, no, like, no, you can't do that, because I didn't envision it that way. And also, the weirdest thing is uh, Wreck-It Ralph, because the movie takes place in the Disney universe, where the Disney universe exists. In that universe, Wreck-It Ralph does not exist as part of the Disney universe. He's just a video game character. All right, we're getting a little too meta now. I don't know if I can handle (laughs) this. Damn you, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I can't unsee any of this. <laughs> this is where your universe breaks down. I can't handle this. All right. It's like that one meme where it's just like, it's kind of weird that, you know, 12 p.m. comes before 11 p.m. And then you think about it and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> it's all because two seconds, like a half a second later, it is technically p.m. <sighs> What time is it? It's 12.30 p.m. Okay, what time is it? It's 11.30 p.m. Well, son of a bitch. So the next rabbit on the list isn't even a rabbit. It's just Watership Down. It's a lot of rabbits. Speaking of Nightmare Fuel, Watership Down is Nightmare Fuel. The next rabbit is... Just Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh, who might be my least favorite Winnie the Pooh character. Well, he's a jerk. But he's also somewhat justified because his friends can be jerks, too. Well, his friends are a little too laid back. And he's like, come on, guys. Stop trampling my garden. That's like the one thing he says. Don't trample my garden. And then they trample the garden. And then they're like, oh, Rabbit's such a jerk for for yelling at Pooh for trampling his garden. I'm like, he literally asked him to do one thing and Pooh couldn't do it. He's like, dude, I need need the carrots. I need the carrots. You're just a freaking dumb bear that lets another insect make your food, you jerk. Also, Pooh ate so much crap out of his house that he got so fat he couldn't get out the door and got stuck. So, that might make me a little salty, too. Rum dum dum dum. Rum dum dum. I'm so rumbly. My tumbly. The next rabbits are Skippy, Sis, and Tagalong from the animated Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, the Curse of the Were-Rabbit, for those of you out there who know your DreamWorks. That was the successor to Chicken Run, and it was also... <clears throat> that was not Wallace and Gromit, was it? Actually, Chicken yeah. Run was from the Wallace and Gromit company. No, like, but Were-Rabbit was Wallace and Gromit, wasn't it? Um, I'm almost see. positive it was. 
Yes, it was. Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Oh, it actually was a Wallace and Gromit story. Okay. Yeah, Chicken Run wasn't a Wallace and Gromit story, but it was was made by the company that makes Wallace and Gromit. It looks like a a Wallace and Gromit movie. Yeah. It could take place in the same universe. I'd buy it. Chicken Run's a dark movie, by the way. Well, it's all about chicken. It's it's essentially like a World War II concentration camp, POW camp, escape movie. Yep, basically. Uh, Thumper from Bambi is the next rabbit. What number are we on? We're almost done. Peter Rabbit. Okay. And Boiled Bunny from Fatal Attraction. Wow. Okay, so no Cadbury egg no cream Cadbury. bunny. And no, no, no Tricks uh, Rabbit. No Nesquik bunny. What's the other one I was thinking of? a bullshit list. No, oh, Bust- no, no Energizer bunny? No Buster and Babs. It's a bullshit list. No Judy Hops. I mean, we just had fucking, like, three of them were a girl wearing a fucking tail <laughs> and <her> ears. <laughs> Uh, what about, um, uh, what's his name? Um, the rabbit from Ninja Turtles. No. Usagi Ujimbo? Bucky O'Hare. Oh, Captain Bucky O'Hare? Captain Bucky O'Hare. Memba? I know Bucky O'Hare. We're old enough to know who that is. We're old. How about Bean Bunny? From the Muppets. Oh, yeah. What's the bunny? Uh, shit. The, uh, the precursor to, to Mickey. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. There you go. So we've basically determined that the Hollywood Reporter is bullshit at this point. Yeah. That's... <laughs> they don't know they're rabbits. <laughs> do, not, do not subscribe. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, Hop, the Easter movie with Kaylee Cuoco? Uh, James Marsden, Russell Brand's The Voice of the Rabbit. It's actually pretty entertaining. Oh, yeah? It's another one of the... the it's the CGI bunny interacting with the live-action people, but it's done pretty well. It's funny enough. It's a good... It's one of those good, uh, hey, it's Easter, let's watch something kind of things. Nobody mentioned Lola Bunny. And she's officially a, a Themyscira Amazon now. Yeah, she is. Also, for some reason, she's Zendaya now. Yes. Which, I actually thought she did a really good job, so... Zendaya's, like, in everything now. <laughs> what about Snowball from Secret Life of Pets? Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. That's Kevin Hart's character. He's just an aggressive-ass rabbit. Play against type like the the ladybug in Bugs Life. It's fucking Dennis Leary. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at some other like rabbits on a wiki list here, and another one, Peppy Hare from Star Fox. One of the OG members of the Star Fox crew. When it was Fox's father, James. Give me the star. Do a barrel roll. There's also the Velveteen Rabbit. Yes. The titular Velveteen Rabbit. 
Yes. <laughs> There's also Peter Cottontail, which is different from Peter Rabbit. There's also Br'er Rabbit. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about Br'er Rabbit. <laughs> we don't talk. We don't talk about Br'er Rabbit. <clears throat> All right. So for in honor of episode 84, we're going to talk about the year that I was birthed into this world. And that would be 1984. I did some... I kind of followed Dan's template. Dan had a template that uh, he used for 1982. I followed the exact same template for 1984 and came up with some stuff here. All right. Now, I was actually alive for a month and a half of the year I was born. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm like, it's way longer than me, but still not long enough to <laughs> I possibly remembered anything. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I was I was alive. I... However, and I think I've told this before, I was actually scheduled to be born on December the 12th. Yeah, my... I wasn't supposed to be born until, like, late January. I was born, like, five, six weeks early myself, yeah. so. I was five weeks early as well, so. I just couldn't wait to show up and grace the world with my presence. <laughs> we'll, we'll just, we'll put it that way. Uh, all you wonderful listeners, you are welcome, because now you get to listen to me talk about bullshit once a week, so. Congrats to you. And if I've if I've ever made your life better in any way, shape, or form, then I guess it was a good thing I showed up early. But yes. I mean, I mean you didn't show up in my life till we were both in our mid to late twenties, so But did I make your life better, Daniel? Yeah, but it didn't have anything to do with you being premature. But did I mm. See, see, this is funny because you're like, did, but did I make your life better? Meanwhile, if it was me, I'd be like, but did you die? <laughs> well, next week is uh, is your turn, so. <laughs> yeah. We're going to celebrate the year of Eric. <laughs> and on this day in September 1985, all of technology took a shudder. <laughs> As its future destroyer was birthed into the world. Are you the fifth or sixth of September? The fifth. The fifth. Okay. I always I always forget if you're the fifth or the sixth. But I try really hard to to member birthdays. I try very hard to member friends' birthdays. Um, Ours are easy because it's literally like the same day of the week because of the way the months. Well, like I remember uh, my coworker's Justin's birthday, my old coworker, because he was born on the fourteenth of November, uh, one year earlier than me. So he's literally a day and a year and three days er older than I am. I'm like, well, that one was easy. <laughs> uh, shout out to a couple of my friends. Uh, November 9th, I remember that day. I know she's listening. January twelfth, I remember that day. I know she's listening too. So I do remember some birthdays, and by some I mean two, because now I'm blanking on other people and when they were born. Uh, June 2nd, July 27th, there we go, August 30th, I'm doing better. I'm not telling you who they are, I'm just telling you I remember some of my friends' birthdays. Uh -huh. My sister's birthday is next week, and my mother's is week after. And January 1st is Bob's birthday in Animal Crossing, because New Year's Day. It also means it's your wife's birthday, or was recently. Uh, my wife's birthday has not happened yet. Or soon. Yeah. 
It I is know a- it's like right in there with my mother and my sister. So <laughs> my wife's birthday is a week from today as we record this. So it's in between my mother, my sister, and my brother. Yeah, I am not great with birthdays. I know you have one. Does that count? Yeah. You have three hundred and sixty-five chances to get it right. If you can at least narrow it down to the month, you have it thirty or thirty-one to try to get it right. Look, just remember well, mid-November and then just take a stab at it. You'll probably get it right. Yeah, all right, I'll just rely on Facebook for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I used to. I can't say this too loud. Because you might hear me. I used to just hide things around the house, like little presents. So when I forgot, she'd be like, I can't believe you forgot. Like, I didn't forget. Go check the closet. And then there'd be like a little <laughs> gift there. But if, I'd buy it like any time throughout the year. Just fucking hide it. and <laughs> Just have it ready to go. <laughs> Does she listen to the show? Uh, you know, I hope not. <laughs> I'm not editing that. <laughs> You're fucked. I'm not editing that. You're fucked, dude. <laughs> You better, okay. you better hope not. <laughs> That's like like how I know that neither of my parents listen to the show, but my father-in-law does. So <laughs> He doesn't know what we're talking about half the time, but he still listens and enjoys it. So, All right, 1984. Uh, here are five historic things that happened in the year 1984. Apple Computers debuts its new machine called the Macintosh. Yeah, with the Super Bowl commercial, with the 1984-themed Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> it will never last. Uh, the Macintosh? Pff, what a fad. Right. Apple. What a strange name for a company. <laughs> what a, that's a fruit. I eat those. <laughs> uh, one of my all-time favorite video games is released into the world. Tetris. Yeah, by a Russian guy. Do, 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 do. do you know... Putin? Do you do you know that uh, the guy who invented Tetris makes no money from it, but the yep. Russian government does? Yep, because communism. <laughs> so That's every every time you have ever bought and supported Tetris, you have supported the communist. You're fueling government. the war in Ukraine. So I'm just gonna go ahead and attempt to not think about that because I love Tetris. So just, I don't think I've ever purchased Tetris, so... I've had it pre-installed on a computer I I bought. Oh, I have. I've had it pre-installed on, like, a phone. I've been given Tetris as a game. I don't think I've Dude, ever what spent about, money on Tetris. Talk about Tetris on Game Boy. OG Game Boy. It came with it, so you were technically buying it? Like, that's the shit right there. Like, okay. you technically bought Wii Sports when you bought your Wii? Which is why it's like the best-selling game of all time, right? Right. <laughs> it's just like Tetris on Game Boy is the best-selling original Game Boy game. Well, no shit. Speaking of shit, like literally playing Tetris on the Game Boy while you take a shit. Yeah, I can do that now with my Switch. <laughs> I can play. I can play Kirby in the Forgotten Land in any room. No, you can play Tetris 99 while you take a shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I have a PlayStation version of Tetris that I fucking loved. It was like Tetris uh, World or Tetris Attack or something, something weird. I had but Tetris Evolution on the 360, which had different ways to play Tetris and, like, different gimmicks and stuff that you had to do. 
Have you seen like championship level Tetris players? Yes, because I've played Tetris ninety nine, <laughs> and so and I know because I, I look at the the names of the characters who've beaten me, and they're all Japanese names. And I'm like, of course they are, dude. Like as you're like first seeing the the shape come down, they already have it down. <laughs> yeah, they they are literally. <laughs> They're, they're like, they put down the one piece, but while they're putting down that piece, they already looked at the next piece that's coming out and decided where that's going before they even finished putting that in the fucking And they're like already rotating it somehow. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? If I'm, if I'm like sitting down and focusing on a good game of Tetris, I can play that way. Not that good, but like I can, I can play that one step ahead strategy because I figured out how to do it before. I just have to kind of sink into that zone. But here's what always happens in Tetris. I will get into that zone so well. The second I make that mistake, my zone is broken and I'm done. Even if I have like nothing at the bottom, once I've made that one mistake, I'm screwed. And it's only a matter of time until the blocks fill up and I'm done. Because second my concentration's broken, I can't get back into it. So I could probably be pretty competitive for a little while. And Tetris then... 99, I, like, lose. I'm, like, the first 15. <laughs> Pac-Man, I can at least make it into, like, the 25 range. I did make it into the average. top 25 one time with Tetris 99. One time. And I emphasis one time. I think I would have I been good at the Mario 35, but it didn't... But by the time I got... It hadn't existed yeah, in I really, career. I hated that because I freaking loved Mario 35 and I was good at it. That one was what fun. Mario 35? You competed against other Mario players in the original Mario Brothers and then as you could like defeat enemies, you would send them to the other players so you could just load their screen up with enemies and send hazards their way and everything. So like the strategy was, was like if you're like an aggressive player, get to a, a level four as fast as possible and send Bowser's people. Yeah, all of a sudden Bowser's popping up on you. Like, yeah, you're like on one, two, and there's like three Bowser's show up, and you're like, what? <laughs> but, but if it's you also just... like keep stay, but also another strategy was stay in in one, 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 two, because you know him like the back of your hand because you played him for thirty years. That's why I would always do it that way too. I would always just play level one, one all the time because I can get through that level with my eyes closed. Ah, <sighs> all right, wow, Tetris boiled into something else um also 1984 the motion picture association of america introduced a new rating system pg-13 thanks indiana jones because it went from pg to r yeah and there was a lot of movies in the 80s that are like that would be a hard r now and it's pg jaws jaws was pg when it came out there's a lot of raunchy comedies from the 80s that are like... That are PG, wow, yeah. This is PG. Yep. Yep. You know, that's how we got away with watching Mallrats on our senior field trip in high school. Because they said nothing R was allowed, but Mallrats is PG-13. So we watched mm-hmm. Mallrats. So you got to see a fake nipple. Well, you know what the first line of the movie is? One time my cousin put a cat up his ass. And as soon as they said that, you just see the teachers just look back at us and we're all laughing. We're like, you said PG-13 was okay. <laughs> You're uh, allowed your one fuck. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, 1984, Band-Aid got together and recorded Do They Know It's Christmas. Yes, which is fairly... Uh, yeah, they know it's fucking Christmas, okay? It's, it's like not a, as bad as, as, like, Do They Love Their Children or whatever that one. Yeah. <laughs> like... Jeez, yes, they love their children. The, the fuck. The sentiment, the sentiment was there, but the message was just bad. <laughs> oh yeah, we're, we're, they're a couple of years off of uh, "We Are the World," which was humongous. Yes, but that was also um, um, a much better message. And then they're just like, "Why don't we do a Christmas song?" A couple of years later. Yes, which was not as good. Uh, also, historically, in 1984. The Olympics were boycotted by the Soviet Union. This was a response to the United States boycotting the Moscow Olympics in 1980. And as a result, the Americans kicked some ass and McDonald's and their, what was it, the free Big Mac campaign, right? Got affected by that? Because it was like. There, yeah, there was a, a campaign of they were going to put, like, uh, you got like a, a ticket and it had like an event on it. And if we meddled in it, you got a free whatever. And we just meddled. They purposely, in they purposefully put in mostly events that the Soviets would win, <laughs> and then the Soviets boycotted it. And so then we won all those events, and we, uh... we didn't have the Soviets, to do it. <laughs> and they lost millions of dollars, which was later reflected in an episode of The Simpsons, which is where I was going with this. Yeah. <laughs> you people are killing me. He's just smoking <laughs> cigarettes on the air because. <laughs> and he goes, I'm going to personally spit in every 50th Krusty Burger. And Homer's like, I like those odds. I mean, see, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the world of sports in 1984, your Super Bowl champions were the Raiders. Raiders. They defeated the Redskins in that year's Super Bowl. So that would be the uh, John Madden Red the Raiders. Raiders. John Madden Raiders. Your NBA champions were the Celtics. They beat the Lakers in seven. So, yeah, that's like classic Larry Bird Celtics versus Showtime Lakers. Your Stanley Cup champions were the Edmonton Oilers, and they took out the Islanders, which makes me happy. That would be Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) Wayne Gretzky, Edmonton Oilers. Jeez. (laughs) Uh, the World Series champions were the Tigers. There you oh, go. There you oh. go, Eric. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. They, they did something? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> Technically before I was born, too. <laughs> yeah, because that would have been in September, October. <laughs> uh, yeah, not only did the Tigers win the World Series over the Padres, but they did it 4-1. to one. Jeez, both of those franchises suck. Actually, Padres are getting much better, but... Yeah, so there you go. Although, Eric was not born in Michigan. No. But I live there now. None of us are in the, none of us are in the um, state we were born in. Yeah, two New Yorks and a New Jersey, and we're not anywhere. I was born in Chicago, Illinois, actually. Oh, that's right. You're, you were Chicago, baby. Because my father was uh, in Navy training at, at, the, at Great Lakes. That's a cool and I was fucking train. All right, so and tell then, Yeah, tell me if you guys uh, sense an, a theme going here when we get to awards. I mean, I'm looking at the, the, the thing. And was, <laughs> uh, your best picture for 1984 was Terms of Endearment. Yeah. 
Your uh, lead actor was Robert Duvall in Tender Mercies. Your lead actress was Shirley MacLaine in Terms of Endearment. Your best director was James L. Brooks in Terms of Endearment. But you had a fun special achievement award. Richard Edlund, Dennis Murin, Ken Ralston, and Phil Tippett for the visual effects of Return of the Jedi. There's something I can get into. 1984 was dominated in the Grammys by Michael Jackson. Your record of the year was Beat It. Album of the year was Thriller. I remember uh, when it was 82, I mentioned Thriller came out that year in November. So this is an album that didn't come out the year they're talking about, but it was so dominant for that year that it won the next year. (laughs) Uh, And the Emmys... Your comedy was Cheers on NBC. Yeah, classic. Great one. The drama was Hill Street Blues, also on NBC. That was one in 82, so... Yep. I loved that show. Your comedy actor was John Ritter as Jack Tripper on Three's Company. That would have been ABC. Your comedy actress was Jane Curtin as Allison Lowell on Kate and Allie on CBS. That was a good show. I, I enjoyed watching reruns of it, like... 10, 15 years ago. I've never seen Kate and Allie. And it's also, uh oh! <laughs> of course, your drama actor was Tom Selleck as Thomas Magnum on Magnum P.I. The specific episode that won was Home from the Sea on CBS. I don't know my Magnum P.I. well enough to tell you what that episode's about. Uh, no, I've that. never seen a single episode of Magnum P.I. Correct. I know it exists. But there is never has there been an occasion where it's just like, hey, let's watch back in PI. Fair enough. <laughs> no, Bosley, this is for Tom Selleck. <laughs> when I think of all the food we've wasted in this house. Nice reference. Uh, your drama actor, is this Teen? Tyne? Tyne you... Daly. Yeah. Tyne Daly. Daly. As Mary Tyne. Beth Lacey on Cagney and Lacey, another show I've never okay. seen. Oh, I've seen a lot of episodes because they, like, USA or something like that bought syndication rights in, like, the mid to late 90s, and my mom watched it all day. You know what we should do when we do our string of 90s 90s episodes? We should do something for each year of the 90s. Not, like, a whole segment, maybe, but maybe just, like, what came out in this year, because we all grew up in the 90s, so... we, We can do that. We can have some nostalgia from the best decade... This is not up for debate, by the way, to all of y'all listening to this. Like, the 90s were the best decade. There's, It's not up for debate. So. Cause, cause what I'm that... up for watching a movie or a couple episodes of a show. Yeah. Especially, we're, especially when we get to all the Nickelodeon stuff we grew up with, where I've seen it all. So. <clears throat> um, your top five movies of 1984 were Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Gremlins, and The Karate Kid. Seen them all. Seen them all multiple times. Your top songs of 1984. When Doves Cry by Prince. That was actually the number one song. What's Love Got to Do With It by Tina Turner. 
Say 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 by Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. I'm telling well, that's you. That's another, another one between them where MJ's I mean, Ivory was, was in there two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah. Footloose by Kenny Loggins. That's from a movie. It's <laughs> a theme from a movie. Yeah, but it was a hit song. Dude, the 80s had tons of movies that had hit songs. Yeah. Right? Like The Breakfast Club? Don't You Forget About Me? Yeah. Simple Minds? Name another song it's they ever did. Such a hit song that, that it plays in its entirety at the beginning of the movie. Dude, Kenny Loggins wasn't even done in, in 1980s yet, because he's just like, man, you guys saw Footloose with something. Wait till you see what I do with Top Gun. Hey, Lana, danger zone! <laughs> For anybody out there who watches Archer, you just popped. If you've never seen Archer, then... well, you're on it. Don't sleep on that. Yeah, don't sleep on Archer. Archer is amazing. Archer is proof that Chris Parnell always plays idiots. <laughs> and anything loser, that... Loser cucks. <laughs> whether it's Cyril or Jerry... I also love that Chris Parnell gets all of his takes in one shot. Like, I've, I've heard that in the Rick and Morty interviews. They're just like, whenever Chris Parnell does a line as Jerry, we almost always use the first take. Like, yeah, we record several of them, because that's just a rule with animation, but we're, we very rarely do we use anything but take one. And I can kind of hear it. If you just listen to dialogue between those characters, just listen to the way Jerry delivers his lines, and you're just like, yeah, Chris Parnell knows what he's doing. And I imagine it's got to be the same case with Cyril. Well, he's he's been playing the same character for fucking <laughs> years. You can name it whatever you want. It's the dude, same goddamn Since SNL, dude. And yeah. Dr. Spachemin. Dr. Spaceman! It's kind of like how, how H. John Benjamin always plays different characters, but yet he really doesn't. He just... Uh, those are the roles that you need to get, right? Like, where... Yeah, you're acting, but you're literally just being yourself. He's a, he's a top flight voice actor, and he doesn't do any voices. <laughs> like Patrick Warburton? Yep. Hey, uh, Peter. Uh, we gotta have a, a talk here. Well, that's also like um, John Wayne. He was just John Wayne and everything. Yeah. Which is why, like, him as, like, you know, a Mongol lord didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last song for 1984 was Against All Odds Take a Look at Me Now by Phil Collins yeah because of course Phil Collins was going to pop in there at some point yeah <laughs> um, I also know that 1984 is the name of a dystopian novel yep George Orwell which I know, did that come out in 1984, the movie? Didn't they, like, specifically release it that year? Or... Hmm. I don't know. But a couple other movies that came out in 1984. Police Academy. Great movie. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Splash. Do you know why Ariel in The Little Mermaid has red hair? She was no. supposed to be blonde. Because in Splash, 
there's a blonde mermaid, and they didn't want that association. You're going to mix it up with Daryl Hannah? Apparently so. That was the logic that went on. But that's awesome because all of my redheaded friends loved Ariel because they finally had a princess with red hair just like them. So Soulless good decision. Don't, oh boy. That was Dan. That wasn't Eric. <laughs> yep. I didn't say it. <laughs> Not me. We trade places today. Yeah, he already popped the can, so <laughs> he's got the whole thing going on. Also, Johnny Dangerously came out in 1984. That is a criminally underrated comedy. It's so much fun. The original Dune came out in 1984. Saw that last late last year. Yeah, because you watched that with the new one. You reviewed it on the show. Yeah. Original Nightmare on Elm Street. The Freddy franchise began. In- what if I wake up and I'm holding on to him while I bring him into the real world where he has no power? That's literally how that works. And Johnny Depp gets killed? <laughs> Johnny Depp gets massacred. I, I'm just like, that is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Is it like Johnny Depp turns into like three people's worth of blood? <laughs> <clears throat> Amadeus came out in 1984. Uh, yes. Chud came out in 1984. Uh, Dan, what does Chud stand for? Uh... Shit, um, uh, uh, underground dwellers are the <laughs> cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers, which is uh, Raphael is seeing a Chud sequel when he escapes early in the movie and then meets up with Casey Jones afterwards. Purple Rain, the Prince movie. So, yeah, these are movies and stuff that we might come up next week. The Never-Ending Story. Yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. The Muppets Take Manhattan. This is all... That one's underrated. That one's pretty good. It just... It it falls short of uh, the original and Muppet Caper is the issue. Conan the Destroyer. Ooh, what is this, like a second or third one? How about Once Upon a Time in America? That's classic. Yeah. Yeah, these all came out this year. Uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter came out in 1984. Uh, That would be a lie. That's a fucking lie? Because that was the fourth one. (laughs) That would be a lie. How freaking dare you? Isn't that only like the first one that had, what, Kane in it? (laughs) What's his face, Kane? (laughs) This is Spinal Tap came out in 1984. Hell yeah. That's great if you haven't seen that, by the way. That's a that's a must-see. <clears throat> now I'm just doing like you know, stuff that uh that would have made me happy. Um here's a good one for the wrestling people out there. Hulk Hogan defeated the Iron Sheik in 1984 to win the world title for the first time in the WWF. And Hulkamania was born that night. That was the plan. 
Hulk Hogan was the chosen guy. So we put the title on the evil Iron Sheik, and then... A month later, he drops it to Hogan. He drops it to Hogan. But Iron Sheik got to be champion on Christmas, so good for him. <laughs> it was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> yeah, he wins it in, like... He wins it in, like, mid-December and loses it in January. If you're looking for Famicom games in 1984, because the NES hadn't been released in America yet, you could have played Donkey Kong 3, Devil World, Balloon Fight, and Ice Climber. All were released for the Famicom. All would come to... Yeah. All would eventually come to America, or Europe in Devil World case, but... Some of those were launch or launch adjacent titles. <clears throat> the Nintendo Fam- Famicom was the best-selling home system that year. It did out outperform the Commodore sixty-four. Hey, what does Famicom stand for? Uh, that would be the family computer. Because hmm. because Japan. And would you like to know what the highest grossing arcade title was? Hyper Olympic, also known as Track and Field. Oh, Track and Field. Mm hmm. Track and Field at an arcade. Mm hmm. The second highest grossing arcade game was something called Jano, which doesn't even have a wiki link. Polybius? No. <laughs> no, not Polybius. All right, I think we've talked enough about 1984. Um, and since this is an episode dedicated to my year and stuff like that, uh, I'm going to keep the momentum going. And once again, remind you guys that I know way too much bullshit about The Simpsons. So, Dan, what you got for me this week? We have Game 2 of Simpsons Jeopardy. Again, I bought this when I was in college, so this is at least before 2003. <laughs> well, there are there is a point when I start getting rusty with The Simpsons because newer episodes were... Now oh, they're rough, but we knew that. All right. We have our five categories here. Marge's Causes. What the hell does that mean? Based on... Papa's got a brand new badge. That's got to be cop stuff. Springfield of Dreams. And Teacher, Teacher. Oh, God. Um, hmm. I'm going to turn an extra light on so I can see better. Because <laughs> like I said, my room is laid out for me to be see well on a computer screen or a TV screen, but not on a piece of paper. <laughs> All right. What are we looking for here? Um, you know what? Just pick one for me because I have no idea. <laughs> Eric, one through five. Pick one. I'm going to go with four. It's Springfield of Dreams. All right. Will these be baseball related? It's the nickname of Springfield's baseball team. 
the nickname? What is the Springfield Isotopes? There's, there's the Isotopes. Is that what they're going for? Okay. This slugger gave Bart a Major League Baseball spy bat. <laughs> Who is Mark McGuire? <laughs> do you want... Do, do you want to hear the to... truth? Or do you want to yeah. see me hit some zingers? Dingers, dingers. Alright. It's Capital City's baseball team. Shit. I don't remember the name of the baseball team. I remember the goofball. Hate yourself because it's that basic. Yeah, isn't like the Capital City, like, Metropolis or some bullshit? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. They are the, the Capital City Capitals. Oh, for fuck's sake. Washington Nationals. Washington Capitals. <laughs> uh, name of Homer's game-winning baseball bat. What is Wonder Bat? That's correct. I had to think about that for a minute. And it's like, he calls it the thing... This Hall of Fame shortstop was on Burns' dream team. Oh, shit. Which one was the shortstop? I can give you... Oh, I can give it away for you. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm trying to remember who the shortstop was. Wasn't it Wade Boggs? Nope. Wade no. Boggs was third base. He was third base. Okay. Shit. Uh, I don't remember who the shortstop was. Uh, this guy visits the... Uh... What is it? Oh, the, the mystery spot? Mis- the mystery spot, yeah. Oh, it's, it's Ozzie Smith. <laughs> Ozzie Smith was the shortstop. He was the shortstop, okay. I thought, right. Wade, I thought that's what Wade Boggs was. Wade Boggs, third base. Okay. All right. So Mike Sosha, catcher. Yes. Clemens is the pitcher. You're Daryl Strawberry. You play right field. Was, I play right field, yeah. too. Are you better than me? Well, I never met you, but oh, yes. But yes. Yeah, well, I never met you, but yes. Did you ever see the meme they did with that exchange? It's Peter Griffin talking to Bob Belcher. He's like, he's like, you're Bob's Burgers. Yeah. You were inspired by The Simpsons. Yeah. I was inspired by The Simpsons, too. So? Well, are you better than me? Well, I've never watched you, but yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Give me the Marge category. More. Marge's causes. Marge opposed this high-speed transit method. What is the Springfield monorail? Marge wouldn't protest this Michelangelo statue. Who is Michelangelo's David? Marge went on this nightline takeoff to take a stand against violent cartoons. They want the name of the show or the cartoon? With the name of the show that she was on. What is Smartline with Kent Brock? That's correct. Smartline. Marge's prison art student painted a picture of of Jimi Hendrix with this dessert. Ah, fuck. That's a newer episode. Um, and of I, course, by newer we mean twenty years ago. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> 
remember I bought this when I was in college. <laughs> I don't remember what he paints. Uh, he what painted is was pie? Pudding. He used pudding. Ah. Oh, pudding. Okay. Yeah, Eric, feel free to jump in if I don't know the answer. Listen, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'll try, but I'm just saying random things. You knew the B-sharps. Okay, but like... Accounts. I, I, I guess. My memory Mar- Marge was forced to perform this act when her bulldozer damaged the Maison Derriere. Ooh, what is anal? <laughs> Did I break Chris? I think I broke Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> God. Oh, damn God. It. You there, buddy? What is ventriloquy? Yeah, she was ventriloquist act, yes. Oh, close. Damn it. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm fucking crying. Yeah, I was thinking of a sex act too because that's that's fuckerly worded. Thank you very much. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, this is why we're friends. <laughs> <sighs> All right, what other category can Eric ruin for me? What else? And we have based on Papa's got a brand new badge. And I don't know teacher, what teacher. I don't know what to expect from based on. Go for that. Malibu Stacy knocked off this doll. Uh, who is Barbie? I'm not even going to look. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> Mayor Quimby sounded like he was a member of this political family. Uh, who are the Kennedys? This Jerry Lewis movie is the inspiration for Professor Frank. Uh, who is the Nutty Professor? Yes. The original Nutty Professor. This Cosby Show character... Is the basis for Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> uh, what was his character's name on the Cosby show? What? Yes. What is Bill Co- What is Bill Cosby's name on the Cosby show? But I thought it wasn't was, actually Bill Cosby. He's not. That's the fucked up thing. It's called the Cosby Huxtable, show. Right? Bill Cosby. Oh, yep. Isn't it Huxtable? Yeah. Huxtable is the family name, yes. Yeah, and he's still Bill though, isn't he? No. Fuck. Uh, doctor? Jerry? <laughs> Eric? <laughs> I don't I don't actually know. It does say Dr. Huxtable, but his name is Cliff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait. I was gonna so it's that. the Cosby Show. Yes, it is the Cosby Show, and they refer to the children as the Cosby Kids outside of the show, as well as, you know, it's the Cosby Show with the Cosby Kids. And he plays Cliff Huxtable. (laughs) All right. (laughs) He delivers babies. And Rex Rex Banner was a parody of this actor's TV version of the untouchable Elliot Ness. Jesus Christ. Um, It's Dave Thomas playing him, too. Um, shit, I don't know. Who is Robert Stack? 
Oh fuck! I can I can hear it now too. He is doing a Robert Stack impression. I just saw a meme. It was like me watching a show called Unsolved Mysteries, and the mystery was never solved. And it's like the big open. That's mouth. like the, like, the, the shock the sign. Yeah, the mystery was never solved. Oh my god! Well, they kind of spoil that right in the title of the show. <laughs> All right, uh, do one more. Let Eric pick the category for me. Eric, should I do teachers or the other thing? What's the other thing? Fuck if I... Papa's got a brand new badge. Teachers or cops? All right, cops, fine. (laughs) Fat Tony's drive-thru Springfield mimicked the opening of this HBO show. (laughs) What is The Sopranos? And I have seen that clip, and that is from a newer episode. Just remember, Sopranos came out <laughs> before 9-11. Sopranos came out, and the Twin Towers are still in the intro. Yes. That's how old of a show The Sopranos And is. then suddenly, you watch an episode, and it's time for the part where they go to the Twin Towers, and it's not there anymore. There's a oh, reason for that. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, she's the mystery assailant who shot the gangsters and saved her father. Who is Maggie Simpson? Right. Maggie's shot a lot of people. I've just realized that. Yeah. She's like a, <laughs> like a lunatic. Don't Baby give over there. Don't give Maggie a gun. There's, you know, they even like foreshadow that she shoots Mr. Burns because there's the part where he's like, where no one looks at him and Maggie's fucking death staring him. <laughs> it's the name of Homer's mob busting security agency. Um, mob busting security agency. I'm trying to remember what episode that was. Because I remember he had the gun club. He had the one where he was going after the Sam Neill character, Malloy. And they're all shooting off guns by accident. But a mob-busting club? Um, I do not remember. I think it was some kind of neighborhood watch parody. But it I... was Spring Shield. Spring Shield. That's actually clever. Okay. Uh, during the town looting, Otto made off with this Picasso masterpiece. Oh, my God. I'm not even sure I know that, but that's really funny. Yeah, I've never even heard of this. I mean, I've probably seen a picture of it, but I don't know this name. Uh, I don't know. It's like Guernica, Guernica. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't, I don't know art. G U E R N I. Listen, can you acquire the piece of artwork in Animal Crossing: New Horizons? If the answer is no, then I don't know it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is where I get <laughs> I my culture from. Guernica, Guernica, okay, that's how it's pronounced. Was that the last question? No, there's one more. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen this one. Whatever. Uh, last question, or last answer is, this Christmas novelty item caused the Springfield power outage. <clears throat> um... Was it their parody of Elf on a Shelf? Which was, I think, the gnome in your home. 
Uh, no, I don't think so. Christmas novelty item. That's going to be something stupid. I do not know. It's a musical Santa. I'm trying to remember Springfield power outage. Where would that have come from? I don't even know what episode that's from. I mean, I know there's been multiple episodes with power outages, but... All right. I mean, I don't know everything about The Simpsons, but I know a lot of shit about The Simpsons, so... This is fun. I want to keep doing this. You'll have to give me double jeopardy next week. But we've, uh, we're an hour into the program now, so it's time to entertain you boys. We need a entertainment challenge. Yeah, we need a theme song for this. Adrian, get on that. Here we are now. Entertain us. I don't I don't particularly like doing edits, but if you if somebody submits us a little like like ten second intro piece to play before we do the game, uh, I will totally edit that into every episode. One hundred percent. I won't even have to edit it. I just have to play the audio clip while we're doing this and it'll capture on my computer because I'm doing the recording. So anything that pops up on my desktop, you guys could hear. So I could just play music the whole episode. You two won't hear it, but then you'll listen back and be like, why is this happening? So it's literally the episode's called, uh, spring Papa's got a brand new badge. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> That's not fair. It's no. the, it's really hot in the house, and they plug in all the things they can, and it ends with a novelty Santa, and they cause a power outage. It's That's... from season thirteen, episode twenty-two. <laughs> from which season? Thirteen. Yeah, God. <laughs> Alrighty. <clears throat> so you ready for this week's entertainment challenge? Yes. I suppose so. Well, guess what? We're doing this. So we had 14 entries this week. Good turnout. Um, real quick before we get to the game, I did total up because I was two weeks behind on the totals here. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little little hint about how my brain works okay there i don't think about a lot of stuff during the week except what i'm going to be doing when the work week is over who i'm going to be hanging out with sometimes my cats because you know they're my cats um and i generally think about food here's what i don't think about uh what happened on something that i recorded the previous sunday because i've already forgotten i've done it so if you guys want your totals, you need to remind me, because I will forget every single time. Anyway, in first place, we actually have a tie. Brian Leon and Jay Winger are tied for first with 20 points apiece. So first place is currently at a tie. Second place is Matt Hardman with 18. Third place is Jeff Trelowitz with 17. Fourth place is Brian Murphy with 16. Fifth place is Chris McGinnis and Hannah. 
tied with 12. Sixth place is Clarissa and Dylan Mushaw tied with 10. And everybody else has a single digit number. So y'all need to get good and get better. By the way, Ellis has nine, and he's on the cusp of breaking into double digits. So if you want to keep Ellis at bay, you need to do better than him. Although I just realized I don't see his name on this week's list. So I guess he'll stay at nine. Unless one of you wants to be a dick and award him a point for no reason. I mean, that's, that would be a bit much. <laughs> well, I'd veto the hell out of that anyway, so... All right, all you see. I would quit the show. I will die on that hill. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The key is consistency to make sure you play every week, because at least you have a you have a shot of getting the points if you play. If you don't play, then I can't help you. And you're going to get passed by somebody who might be just mediocre, or somebody's going to play metallic carrots (laughs) and end up with points over that. Well, he got a single point, so yeah, but he made up for it because he won the next week, so. All right, this week's game was suggested by our friend over at the other three shows on CKCC Radio, Real Paranormal, Ranking Tracks, Reviews by Jeff. He's Jeff Trelowitz, published author, former Disney cast member, long-term friend of mine. And he gave us a game that was a classic meme that has been floating around the internet, and it's just a fun game to play in general. Take a movie, keep one actor... The rest are played by Muppets. So what movies has everybody picked, and which actor are we keeping? This should be a good one. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, because I don't know about y'all, but I'm a Muppet guy. I'm always, I've, You're the Muppets? <clears throat> I've been on Team Muppet for a long time. I'm Muppet. Uh, who's the best Muppet? Muppet. Um. Ooh. Yeah, that's a loaded question, isn't it? Is is. I mean, I guess it would probably be different than my favorite, but my favorite Muppet is Animal. But if I'm being honest, I I believe the best Muppet is probably Gonzo. And also, you can't dispute Kermit. I mean, he's just—he's the face. He's, he's the—he's the OG. He's—he's he's the one. He's been on all—all all of the shows. He's, he's the Optimus Prime of Muppets. He shows up on Sesame Street. He does all. He's in charge of the Muppet brand overall. He is the logo of the Muppet brand overall. I love the he's, Sesame Street segment with Kermit, where the, he's trying to get the little girl to do the alphabet, and she keeps saying "Cookie Monster," and he gets so frustrated. I love Kermit. A, B, C, Cookie Monster. He's like, you're messing with me. There's also the one where uh, he's like waiting for a package or something like that. And they keep coming up with a thing for Kermit the Gorf. (laughs) And he gets mad. And they're like, Kermit the Forg. And he gets madder and madder and madder. But guys keep on coming up that are saying, oh, yeah, I'm Kermit the Gorf. Is there a Tony Stank? Yeah. And he's like, my name's Kermit the Frog. Anyway. Yeah. Is that why he ended up with Miss Piggy? Because he's got a hot temper, too? 
Yeah, but he like it takes a bit for him to get there, right? Like Miss Piggy is just like instantly there. Uh, unpopular opinion, but I do not like Miss Piggy. That is not an un- unpopular opinion. I don't uh, uh, you don't. You obviously have a different circle of friends than I do. <laughs> My friends love Miss Piggy. You have no friends that are girls. <laughs> if you don't know anybody that loves Miss Piggy. Alrighty. <clears throat> Our first entry for the movie. The movie is Caddyshack. Okay. We're going to keep Chevy Chase. Okay. See, that was weird because it's like three different stories going around in that movie. And you could probably keep any one of the main three characters or whatever. So we're saying we're keeping Chevy Chase, but... Bill Murray is now a Muppet. Bill Murray's a Muppet. Rodney Dangerfield is now a Muppet. now a Muppet. You know what I picture? I picture, like, Bill Murray being a Muppet, right? But, like, when you go to his segment, it's still just Bill Murray. Like, they didn't replace him. (laughs) He's just like, no, no. It's actually a Bill Murray Muppet played by Bill Murray. Yeah. (laughs) He's just a Muppet now. He's just a Muppet now. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that one. Because here's yeah. the thing. Whichever one of the actors you keep, I could see them realistically interacting with Muppets and being an entertaining movie. And just all of the actual caddies are Muppets. Like, that kind of makes sense. Because <clears throat> it gets to a point pretty early in the movie where it's just like, it's called Caddyshack, but this ain't about the caddies at all. <laughs> no. Well, one of the caddies is going to be Beaker. One of them is going to be Animal. It's going to be your side character Muppets, right? Yeah. One will be Rizzo. Well, I like Pepe. it. Pepe the prawn. I like it. Pepe the king prawn. Yeah, I'll point it. Same. I feel like you could have safely picked any of those three major characters and been fine. I think Caddyshack was a good good entry. So who is Rodney Dangerfield? Who comes? Who ends oh, the movie? Like, hey, everybody, we're gonna get laid. Wait, which which character goes? Well, we're, we're waiting. waiting. <laughs> <laughs> which Muppet gets that honor? Uh, that will probably be Sam, Sam Eagle. Well, he has to be able to play the foil the entire time, right? Because that's that's Rodney Dangerfield's foil in the entire movie. Yeah. You know, Statler that's the and Waldorf. Hat I've ever seen. Oh, looks good on you, though. Maybe it's it's just Statler and Waldorf together. <laughs> one of them is one of them is Statler. The other is Waldorf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, everybody! We're all gonna get laid. <laughs> no, it should be Fozzie. We're gonna get laid. Waka waka. waka, waka. <laughs> God damn it. All right. It gets a point. All right. Three. This, this is the way this is going to be. Is just, this is, we're going to pick them up <laughs> on every one of these. So. Three points awarded to Chris McGinnis, who <laughs> this was one of the only entries I actually saw because he freaking responded in less than a minute from me posting the game. <laughs> I was like, well, that was fast. Uh, I try not to read them. I just go to the post and and bump it so people will keep playing. I'm gonna do the whole the whole like uh, the part where Bill Murray is doing like the Masters. He's acting like it's the Masters, but he's hitting like flowers. <laughs> God. 
Our next movie is A Nightmare on Elm Street, where we keep Johnny Depp. <laughs> but he dies. <laughs> so when you deal with one of the large human in a costume <laughs> monsters, it's Freddy, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so it's it's freaking Sweetums. It's Sweetums. He just Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I didn't think of uh, horror movies, so a point for me. That works. That's yeah. just an odd choice. Yeah. Well, because what do you think's going to happen? You're going to think Nightmare on Elm Street, you're going to keep Robert Englund. Nope. Johnny Depp. Freddy is now a Muppet. Welcome to your nightmare, bitch. Aw, bitch. This guy sure does say bitch a lot. <laughs> All right, three points to game creator Jeff Trelowitz. I like when the game creator gets their points. Do you remember in the, when they yeah, in the old wrestling days, Eric, when we would do this game based on wrestling puns? There were a lot of times where somebody would give me the game, and then we would all hate their entry and be like, oh, they came up with the game. <laughs> Nobody They're the comes. ones that had the longest time to think of their answer, and they chose poorly. <laughs> they chose poorly. And also, whoever makes the game is either one of the first people who plays or the very last entry because they're waiting to see what everybody else is going to do. They're either trying to set things off or cap it off. Y'all think I don't know your strategies, but we've been doing this for a long time. I understand how this is played. I'm actually glad people people actually have strategies. Well, speaking because... of speaking of horror movies, our next movie is Halloween, and we're going to keep Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. So now she's running away from a slow, silent Muppet. Oh, who do we have that's a slow, silent Muppet? Who I would could... like it to be somebody who is not very silent. Zoot from Dr. Teeth's band. He never talked. It could be Zoot. It could, yeah. I like it. The sax player? Yeah. It's the only one I got, so. He's not large, but that just makes no, it funnier. No, no, it's got to be Beaker. All, he does make noise, but all he does is meep. Meep, meep. Now I'm just hearing the Halloween theme performed yeah, by Meeps. It's just him singing the entire time, but all he can say is Fuck, that gets a And then they think he dies, he's on fire, but it was somebody else dressed in the same way. Wait, does that mean Bunsen Honeydew is Dr. Loomis? Obviously. Guys. Perfect. Fantastic. But yes, keeping Jimmy Lee Curtis's Lori is the move. So that is definitely a point. Yeah, I think we can all agree on this one. Dylan Mushaw walks away with three points. Very good. <clears throat> Next movie is Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. We're keeping Bobcat Goldwith. Goldwait, yeah. Goldwait. <clears throat> Now, I have not seen this movie because it's a Police Academy sequel, therefore I have not seen it. I've seen, like, 
when I was young, I've seen hella police academies, but that was when I was really young, so I don't know right. if I don't I've remember. seen what ones I've seen, what ones I haven't. But the fact <laughs> that we're that. keeping the guy, the guy that sounds the most like a Muppet as the human character is pretty funny. So I feel like I don't need the movie context to appreciate this entry. Did you know that Bobcat Goldthwait, while he was getting started, crashed at Syracuse University in a friend's uh, dorm room? I like how Dan is just the master of Syracuse trivia. Well, it's like when you're from an area where there isn't much notoriety, what little notoriety you get, everyone learns pretty quickly. I mean, that's fair. My town was known for an amusement park that killed people, so. <laughs> so that's a thing. You mean not the Cartoon Network Hotel? Where he's from. It's where he lives now. No, Eric's just trying to steal more thunder from you because you stole thunder from him. So he's going to bring up the goddamn Cartoon Network Hotel. Oh, yeah, because we, we swapped gimmicks tonight this week. Yeah. <clears throat> Alright, I'm trying to think of which bits of yours I'm stealing next week. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to come up with something. I got a week to think about it. Speaking of things I might actually think about during the week. I'll just be randomly sitting there at work, working on a case, and I'm just gonna go, how can I fuck with Eric and Dan? All the time. I could say that. So I don't know the reference, but I'm giving it a point based on the comedy aspect in my head. I do like the fact that they replaced Bobcat. Everybody else's. That's that's a good pick. Okay. That leaves Eric. Yeah. Yeah, why not? All right. Three points to Randy Moyer. Our next one. The Empire Strikes Back. We're keeping Yoda. Who is a Muppet. Who L- is. Literally a Muppet. It's Frank Oz. Yes. Miss Piggy. Fred on Scooby-Doo. Oh, to work. <laughs> I'm just trying to like... I mean, I give us an earmark because it's uh, the character we're not replacing is already a Muppet. All right, so point an earmark from Dan. Genius! That's freaking genius, (laughs) Eric. Would you, Eric? Get a point. I am not, because you're just making it a Muppet movie at that point. So. This is how we differ on senses of humor. Dan's earmarking it. It's his front runner, and I'm not even pointing it. So Eddie Whitaker might walk away with three points, but one of them won't be from me. Sorry, Eddie. <clears throat> Next one. Back to the future. We're keeping Michael J. Fox. Oh, my God. Who's going to play Doc? <laughs> oh, there's... I need it. And no, then, he's no, not speaker. It's speaker. <laughs> <laughs> so who's playing Biff? Uh, the 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 creepy actor type one guy, human human guy. 
creepy actor human guy. Yeah, there's like a human in it, Muppet that's always like an actor. Oh, New Zealand? He always throws the fish. No. He's got the Shakespeare. No, no, it's an actual like actor. I don't know who you're talking about, but that's funny. I mean, it's Back to the Future, so and the the dog Muppet can be the can be Einstein. Oh, that's a good idea. Throw a little Fraggle Rock in there. That's just it, though. When it comes to the Muppet world, like you can use Sesame Street, you can use Fraggle Rock. Like you have other options when it comes to Muppet stuff. Like Jim Henson's got his fingerprints in a lot of different projects. <laughs> Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Which Dan watched. Yep, I watched this my Christmas stuff. That was a classic. One of my favorites. Like no, like the um like the newsman Muppet. Oh, yeah. He's literally just called the newsman. Okay. Yeah, that, something like that. <laughs> See, I was thinking Guy Smiley from from Sesame Street, the game show host. Or Johnny Fiamma. Oh, I know who would play Doc. Frickin' Grover. Grover would make a great Doc Brown. Just because I want to hear Grover swear. You see, when this, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. I don't know how, but they found me. (laughs) All right, that's a point for me. Oh, sucker is electrical. (laughs) What I need. (laughs) (laughs) But I need a fusion reaction to make the 1.21 gigawatts. This point, yes. Yeah, okay. Eric? Yep, point okay. for me. Three points to Matt Hardman from the Race Nerd Podcast. I told you guys the Christopher Lloyd story from Chris Jericho, right? Where he meets, sees him in Japan and makes an ass out of himself? I don't think so. So Chris Jericho is over there with Lenny St. Clair, who plays a wrestler called Dr. Luther in All Elite Wrestling now. Um, But he was really big in Japan, too, and he helped Jericho get the tour there. So they're at like some nightclub in Japan and Christopher Lloyd is there. And they're like, oh, we got to go. We got to go like up there and talk to him. And his buddy Lenny gets up and actually he's like, he's rich. I'm going to pickpocket him. So he goes over and he comes back. He goes, check it out. Look what I got. And he's got like a dry cleaning receipt. They're like, oh, good job, idiot. He goes, I'm going to go talk to him now. So Jericho said he's over there and he's like, there's his friend talking to him and he never like called him over to introduce him. They're just having a conversation. He's like, screw this. I'm going to go talk to Chris Lloyd. So he walks over and he goes, and don't correct me because it's part of the punchline. He goes, 88 gigawatts. What are we going to do, Marty? Chris Lloyd ignores him. So he makes another reference to 88 gigawatts. And finally, Christopher Lloyd looks at him. He goes, first of all, do you know how many people come up to me and do that impression? Second of all, it's 1.21 gigawatts, you idiot. 88 miles per hour is what the DeLorean needed to get up to speed. And Jericho goes into a panic attack. He's like, oh, uh, so uh, so how long have you been in Japan? He goes, too long, and just turns around and ignores him. <laughs> 
But they even called, like, Lenny's brother back in Canada <laughs> and talked to him on the phone. He's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> we also could have used Crazy Harry. Oh, I forgot about Crazy Harry. <laughs> I love Crazy Harry. <laughs> He's got the evil. So what are you saying? Bang? <laughs> so, this is going to be an interesting one. This next entry actually is the only one that took it a step further and added Muppets to the actors list. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, actually told us Muppets? Yes. So, the movie is Titanic. We're okay. keeping Kate Winslet. Kermit okay. plays Jack. And Miss Piggy plays Rose's mom. Okay. And that actually works. Okay. Dan, who has sure. never seen Titanic... I've never seen Titanic. I saw it in the theater. Oh, I thought that was another one that you avoided. No, I famously had a large black woman behind me in, in the movie, and she was a stereotypical large black woman watching a movie. That last third of the movie was hilarious. Would you like to go into more detail on this stereotype, Dan? Or should well, we just or should we just get thrown off the network right now? Well, yeah, if you have heard a stereotype about that when shit goes down in a movie or something like that, they are loud and boisterous. And there was a lot of, oh my, Jesus, oh my, oh. And <laughs> it made my time a lot more enjoyable. I'll tell you what. Especially when the one guy falls and he hits his head on the propeller. That's the funniest part of the movie. Oh. So yeah, that, the, the last hour was fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, it, yes, that is a stereotype, but that 100% confirmed in that situation. My favorite stereotypical uh, stereotypical moment in the movie theater was Spider-Man 2 at the end when it's Peter talking to MJ and how they're, they're going to have a future together because she runs off from her wedding to she can be with him. And you just hear this guy in the front row of the theater go, Spidey, go and get some pussy. And the whole theater erupts into laughter. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we've all had one of those moments before, but... <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Although my favorite was, was seeing uh, Fellowship of the Ring in the theater with my old high school buddy, Frank. And uh, Frank was the... Uh, the stereotypical I'm a tough guy kind of personality. And you know how Fellowship of the Ring has multiple jump scares? <laughs> By the time we got to one of the big Sauron eye jump scares, he just leans over and goes, why does this movie insist on scaring the fuck out of me? And I just got a kick out of that. Also has the, the infamous B Bilbo trying to get the ring again segment. The eyes... So, the last time I watched Lord of the Rings, which was when we reviewed them as an extra for the nerd table, uh, I believe yeah, last... which was like nine, nine to ten months ago, so... It was like over the summer. Um, I had the movie on, right next to me, 
and I kind of tuned out slightly during that scene, so when it popped up, it actually got me, and I was really mad at myself. I was like, fuck, that's when this happens. I was like, oh. And they're in Rivendell. <laughs> I know. I know. But it's a long movie, and I was probably having a snack or something. But... <laughs> All right, but I like the Titanic. I like the Titanic one. I'm giving that a point. Yeah, that works. I thought they were going to go crazy and do like five or six characters. but No, like, thankfully they didn't. I, I was a little nervous when I saw that they put Muppets. <laughs> Can you imagine? Musician 1 played by this person. Musician 2 played by... <laughs> well, it's obviously Dr. Teeth Band. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, it's been an honor playing with you. Like, totally, man. Yeah, I'll give it's it's points across the board. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that'll make Hannah very happy. And kudos to Hannah for taking the extra step. I almost didn't want anybody to do that, but if somebody was going to do it, I'm you glad I do it right. She did it right. So. <clears throat> she did it right. So she she gets the credit for it. <sighs> this next one, Muppets Schindler's List, keeping Liam Neeson. Wow. Oh god. oh god. God. So who's Ray Fines? Does it matter at this point? Muppets Schindler's Who's Schindler's Beth Davids? Who's uh, Who's what's his face is? This is so dark it's funny. Who's Ben Kingsley? Earmark from me. You are so I fucking knew you were gonna I, I knew as soon as I saw what this entry was, I'm like, Eric's gonna earmark this. So Liam Neeson stays as Oscar Schindler. Everyone else is a Muppet. Everybody else is a Muppet. <sighs> yep. Who was the, the girl in the red coat? God, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? It means that the, the postscript at the end where it's survivors going back... All right, now it's going a bit too dark. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, can we just... You're fucked up, You're fucked up and you get a point, <laughs> and we're going to move on from this. <laughs> well, Brian Leon, you heard it here first. I feel like I need a shower. <laughs> you're, fu- you're fucked up, but it's, you're so fucked up, Eric, you're marked it, so... All right, next one. The Avengers. So who do you think we're going to keep? Hulk. We're going to keep Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Oh, we're going to keep Chris, Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Okay. So Sam the Eagle is... Captain America. Captain America. Animals, probably Hulk. <laughs> so who's Hawkeye? Beaker. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we have to have Miss Piggy be <laughs> Black Widow. Yeah, I, I, I can see She has to be the top. She has to be the top female, no matter who the top female is. I could. I'll stipulate to that one. All right. Uh, who would be Iron Man? Who would be Nick Fury? <laughs> It'd be Kermit. 
Kermit Nick Fury or is Kermit Iron Man? Oh, I don't know. I feel like it'd be uh, Kermit would be Nick Fury and then Gonzo would be Iron Man. I like that. Cooter would be like the guy that's playing uh, Galaga. <laughs> oh, Scooter. We haven't put him in anything yet. <laughs> I know Scooter is the, is the manager, dude. He actually, without Scooter, the show doesn't happen, dude. Yeah, but he's, he's the, the stage manager, dude. Good old Scooter. But Scooter's weird. He's like, is it? Is he a person? Is he supposed to be a person? Or so who plays Loki? Oh, is it Fozzie? No, what's that evil like uh, Dracula one? The Count. The Count. <laughs> no, you, you mean like the um. No, no, the bad guy from the actual Muppets, not, like, Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah, the one that's with the bad guy in The Muppets. Yeah. Why can't I think of his name? I don't even know who you're talking about. The one who's, like... Let's see if I can find a fucking picture now. Now I gotta, like, look for it. Do I have to Google bad guy Muppets and try to figure out who the fuck you're talking about? Uncle Deadly. Yes. Oh. Uncle Deadly. I thought he was like the butler. Is he butler? I don't know. Uncle Dudley. Uncle Deadly. He's got the he's got the the high end accent and everything. He's the Phantom of the Muppet Show. Yeah, alright. He could be Loki. I mean, who else would you have? Well, I thought Fozzie, because Loki cracks jokes, too. Well, I mean, Hulk Hogan could show up and see, like, I'm a bad guy now, brother. God, I hate that that fucking movie. You want to see a bad Muppet movie? Watch Muppets in Space. (laughs) You want to see a bad movie in general? Watch Muppets in Space. Don't get me wrong, I, I love Gonzo, and I'm all for, like, Gonzo getting his own story, but, yeah, no. <clears throat> Alright. Um, initially, I wasn't sure I was going to like this entry, but you guys made me, convinced me, so I'll give it a point. You hear that? We helped him give you a point. You and- must thank me with one American dollar. <laughs> And that is from our friend Tom Dickinson over on the Watch Me Cook YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. So take your three points. Uh, that would be three American dollars, sir. Oh, one per point. What? Yeah, but he's paying me for my one point. Yeah, well, he's paying all of us. I'll no. take food. Take that cook money and give me that dollar. All right. Five entries to go. The final I mean, you can five. make me a nice meal. That would be good. The final five. The next entry is 300, and we're keeping the hunchback troll. The guy that turns on him? Oh my god. <laughs> I, have to, I have to appreciate the fact that we went for the hunchback troll, because that threw me off completely. Because <laughs> you're like, Leonidas, right? Or you keep the queen, or... No, we keep the hunchback troll. We keep the hunchback. 
And I, to think it fucked up is like Leonidas plays it straight up. He's like, "Hey, man, we'd love to have you, but you just you you can't raise the shield high enough." I'm sorry. Like he could have just been like, "The fuck are you doing here? You should have been killed when you were a baby." <laughs> Fozzie, don't you see this is madness? No, Kermit, this is Sparta. Waka waka. Kicks him down the map. <laughs> <laughs> and Kermit does the Kermit scream on the way down with the arms flailing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you just made 300 a better movie. That's a point. And 300 kind of rules to me anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good movie. Although by the time I'm like by the time we get to actual like them defending the thing, I'm like everyone looks like CM Punk and Tyler Black. What the fuck? <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> Yeah, wrestling thing. I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> All of Spartans look like these, like couple of, couple of independent wrestlers. Uh, it's like, see the wrestling or sports. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a reference that excludes you, it's probably wrestling. <laughs> he's not even Tyler Black anymore. He's Seth Rollins. Well, he was Tyler Black in 2007 when I watched the movie. <laughs> he was Tyler Black when I saw him in person. So. <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of Tyler Black-looking motherfuckers in this movie. <laughs> and I think that was before he was even doing CrossFit. <laughs> Colby. His real name is Colby. Yep, Colby Lopez. I would call myself Seth Rollins, too. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, can you... Which, which, I need a gimmick name. <laughs> I need a gimmick name, because Colby Lopez ain't going on any marquees. Well, Tyler Black, that's pretty good. <laughs> So we agreed. Three points. Yeah. Oh, as you heard the the latest Vince McMahon decree, no shoot names ever anymore. No more shoot names. Oh, whatever. We know somebody. So a whole bunch of people just got their names changed again. (laughs) All right. So Stephen Arthur walks away with three points for 300. If this was the original game, you could have gotten 300 points because we used to do it in intervals of 100. Because that's what At Midnight did, but I got tired of doing all that math. So, Even I, though it's <laughs> not that different, really, at all. No, but I add simple numbers now. So, <laughs> Like ones and twos. And threes. Zeros. <laughs> Those are my favorites, but nobody's gotten that yet. Oh, there's four to go, so we'll see. All right. Uh, here is one that I actually came up with. Where one of the first times I ever saw this meme. The Princess Bride, keep Andre the Giant. One of the first times I ever saw that meme floating around, I came up with this exact scenario. So we get Kermit and Piggy, of course. Of course. Even if you wouldn't want to do it, that's what they would do. Who would be Inigo Montoya? Now we get interested because we have so Fezzik is Andre. Fezzik's still Andre. So we, who is the Sicilian and who is? We got to recast Wallace Shawn. Yeah. And Mandy Patinkin and Christopher Guest. The only other acceptable answer to this entry would have been Princess Bride, but to keep Billy Crystal. Because the obvious one is Carrie Elwes, but no, we're not doing that. But also having that old couple being like two old looking Muppets 
awesome too. So <laughs> if they were literally Statler and Waldorf as the couple, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. So who's telling the story and who's the kid? Is it? I would say Bean Bunny is the kid. Well, yeah, because then that's like, well, then the setup <clears throat> would be like, man, shouldn't it be like Kermit reading to Robin? Oh, like, you could well, do that no. too, because then Gonzo can be the can be the hero of the story. Oh no! What you do is you make it Rizzo, and instead of one sick kid, it's like ten sick rats. <laughs> it's all the rats. <laughs> <laughs> like like Muppet Christmas Carol, where they just added bookkeepers, so they could have the rats in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a point for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Andre's the choice, yes. I bought four horses in case we find the lady. Hello, lady. Anybody want a peanut? All right, three points to Jay Winger. Now, here's the question. Will Brian get the earmark and break his lead from the tie with Jay? Mm, Guess we'll have to see how this turns out. Three entries to go. The Green Mile, keep Michael Clark Duncan. It's coffee. God, why does this have to be dark? It's John Coffee. Okay. Um, So who's got to pee? (laughs) And then gets grabbed by the junk and then he can pee again. So does he perform the miracle on Rizzo? Which miracle? Where he brings the rat back to life. Oh, so Rizzo is the rat. Rizzo's the rat, exactly. Oh, Mr. Bojangles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I've only seen that movie once, and it was when it... Yeah, I only saw it once, and I'm not sure I could ever watch it again. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's a good movie, and I recommend pretty much everyone see it. It's a great movie, but it will wreck you. I love watching that movie, and you're like, wait, this is a Stephen King movie, right? And then he, like, you know, takes the evil out of the first thing, and then regurgitates it. You're like, there's the Stephen King. He just Stephen Kinged all over this movie. And he just opens up his mouth, and just a bunch of shadow comes out. Like, there's the Stephen King shit. It's another prison in Maine. Dude, I'm telling you, don't go to Maine. Don't go to Maine. Maine's becoming a nope state. Like a Leslie nope? No. <laughs> no. There ain't no part of like a Leslie nope party. <laughs> I'm giving it a point. It's dark. It made me laugh. It's dark, but I don't think it's Schindler's List dark. It's more well, sad. <laughs> I don't know if you can get any darker than Schindler's List. Okay, I mean, it gets a point. Are we in agreement? Yeah. All right. So I guess I lied to you guys when I said Ellis didn't play an entry this week. I guess I just didn't see his name. There he is in all this point-grabbing glory. Well, we are used to ignoring him. 
Yeah, he's a good guy. He's just a running gag on the show because he's been involved so long. Ugh. Anyway, pen ultimate entry. The proposal, and we're keeping Betty White. <laughs> so she's still saying, about the sweat coming down her balls. <laughs> I sure hope so. Proposal. I gotta look this up. Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. And it's funny because they 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 uh, the American plays the Canadian and the Canadian plays the American. It's a really funny movie. They did it on purpose. That's the joke, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Eric. Keep up. <clears throat> now she's the grandmother, and she's friggin' hysterical. It's Betty White. Of course. Uh, so who plays... So who would be Ryan Reynolds, then? You can't just do Kermit and Piggy for everything. Unfortunately, that's what they would do. Gotta mix it up with somebody else. Who else is the couple on that show? Gonzo and Carmella? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so Sandra Bullock's a chicken now? I didn't say it, you did. <laughs> no, there aren't there aren't that many female Muppets, which is actually, because we mentioned this earlier, Muppets Take Manhattan, in the scene where, you know, they're going to get Piggy's dress, they have like the only other three female Muppets are there. It's Janice, Carmella. And I think there's even, there's one more. I think it's one of the rats. And it's like, yeah, that's it, because they don't have female Muppets. Well, anything with Betty White is going to make me smile anyway. And Betty White and Muppets makes me laugh. So this is an earmark from me. Betty White. R.I.P. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, but anyway, yeah. And Eric? Oh, yeah, yeah. No point. Are you keeping the Bobcat Gold Goldsweith principle? You haven't seen the movie, but you understand why it's funny? Yeah. Yes. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. The proposal, three points to Clarissa. And our final entry, son of a bitch. Office space, keep Stephen Root. (laughs) (laughs) I believe I was allowed to listen to the radio at a reasonable volume between 9 and 11. Stephen Root is a Muppet in that movie. Reasonable volume? That poor guy. Turns out we fired him a long time ago, but in an error in payroll. (laughs) So you're just going to tell him? Nah, we, we just fixed the air. <laughs> fixed the air, and we all see where that went. <laughs> yeah, he burns the building down, but before he does, he stumbles upon all the money. <laughs> and I said, "No salt, no salt on the margarita." Okay, I'll, I'll shut was, this place there down. Was, there was salt on the margarita glass. <laughs> hey, what are they, my tie? 
I mean, he's the one to pick, yes. <laughs> but now I'm trying to picture the rest of that cast. It's got to be Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo, but who do they all yeah, play? As, yeah, as the, as the group. So, yeah, but which one is... I feel like Gonzo has to be the lead. Gonzo's the lead, okay. Kermit's so gonna... is Kermit Michael Bolton? No, Kermit's Samir because of the anger issues. Okay. And then Fozzie... <laughs> Is Michael Bolton. Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. Waka waka. <laughs> so who plays the old guy that with the jump to conclusions, Matt? <laughs> Who's got the brilliant idea? Statler or Waldorf? Statler and Waldorf. No, Statler and Waldorf are going to be the Bobs. Oh, okay. Doing, yeah. doing the interviews. I think he's a straight shooter with middle <laughs> management written all over him. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is that's a total, that's a good role for Miss Piggy too. Cause I can totally picture, you know what? Here's my flair. <laughs> Just flipping them off. This is me expressing myself. I quit. Can you tell me why you've been missing work so much? Well, I wouldn't say I've been missing. Oh! <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Who's Lumberg? Is that Lumberg Scooter? <laughs> Is that Scooter? We found a place for Scooter. Oh, no. I'm going to have to go ahead and uh, disagree with you on that. <laughs> Does that mean that Rizzo is Gonzo's neighbor? Watch out for your cornhole, bud. Hey, Gonzo, uh, watch out for your cornhole, bud. <laughs> yeah, point. Hell no, you get your ass kicked for saying something like that. Point it. I point it. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> oh. Well, God, I haven't watched that movie in forever. Long overdue. Yeah, Love that movie. I've only seen it the one time in college. All right. All right, we each year mark something different. So, what are we doing? Well, I guess each one gets a bonus point. All right, so Dan, are you keeping Yoda? Yeah. All right, so Eddie got his three points. I'm keeping the proposal because Betty White. Eric, are you doing it? Are you doing Muppet Schindler's List? Muppet Schindler's List. Son of a bitch, God. It had the most shock value. <laughs> well, Brian's officially in the first place now because Jay didn't get an earmark, so... Brian, you're welcome. He's in the lead by one. <laughs> <sighs> I can't believe that actually took us to the end of... Almost the end of the episode here, because we're at the final countdown now. Fucking... the final countdown! <laughs> and, I, and I will just let you guys know, I've already got next week's game submitted... Uh, Mr. Matt Hardman gave me an idea, and I liked it, and it's going to be a dirty one. So, But I want to see more than 14 entries next week. Uh, do we have anything else we guys want to talk about before we wrap up this week's episode? I did not watch anything this week, so... Okay. Honestly... Uh, no, I've been really fucking busy this week, too. You're trying to build a new PC. I am. 
and failing, apparently. Which is ironic, considering what I do for a living now. <laughs> so you just asked her for it, because like, and you, we want like talk to me about it before Chris was with us, and I'm like, but dude, you're you. Like, I've known you for like a year and a half. One of the first things I learned about you is everything breaks around you. That's so like, true. you learned that from me. I'm just <laughs> upset that everything is closed today. We're, we're recording this on Easter Day, and I forgot. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well. I drove over an hour to Micro Center, and they didn't have the thing that I needed. They had one, like, a better version of it for, like, $100 more, and I'm not going to spend $200 on a power supply. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll just hit up the Best Buy that's near my house, make it to the Best Buy, and, uh, yeah, it's closed. So I'm like, fuck it. All right, I'll order it online, because now I'm not going to have time to pick it up throughout, uh, throughout the week. Uh, what game did I choose last week? I believe it was Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so Let's real... That. What has happened in the last week? Eternal Darkness. Oh, yeah. That's like the Which... super spooky game, and it was on GameCube back when Nintendo still didn't have adult titles, and all of a sudden they had one. Which is receiving zero likes on my status, by the way, so clearly nobody else liked that game. Double Dragon... Good old classic beat em up. Good old classic beat em up. It's like the a Master S- System got a better version than Nintendo. The Sims? Oh, that's classic. I've played every one of them. I used the OG one. Yeah, I saw that. Fable 3. Good series. Just don't pay attention to the guy that's running the place, <laughs> and you'll have a good time. Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Oh, the expansion. Because I googled, uh, what's the best Monster Hunter game? And everybody said this one. Okay. That's what I went with. And then Skies of Arcadia was yesterday's game. Is that the one that was like a 360 launch title? No. Dreamcast. Original. Skies of Arcadia. I was on the Dreamcast, my friend. All right, I'm grabbing the iPad. All right. All right, let me get random going here. We going random? Yep, give me the number. My chair just sank significantly when I sat back down. That was awkward. And we have 259 games remaining. Spin the wheel, make a deal. How many times am I hitting the button? Let's do it three times. 210. Ooh, okay. Ah, the Star Wars arcade game. Oh, the one where you actually, like, sat inside a booth? Yup. Good choice. Star Wars the arcade game. Where you could actually lightsaber battle Darth Vader in the Return of the Jedi section, and he kicked your ass. I mean, not that I did much better in the Hoth fight section. (laughs) 
Yeah. No, I get it. There was a uh, Star Wars arcade game back in 1983. But... I'm referring to the uh, the more modern Star Wars arcade game. Which was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. And I believe it was just called Star Wars the Arcade Game, right? Or was it like the trilogy? Yeah, something like that. Like Star Wars Trilogy Arcade. But... They have an arcade one-up of it. Oh, do they? Yeah, but obviously it's not the one with like the bench seat or the go-inside-the-thing seat. Still. That's so cool. Well, that will be the pick, then. Because cool, because it had like the thing over you, so like it was darker in there, you know, because you had the hood on her. Cool. Good choice, though. So, I arcade one up. I'd be in trouble if I actually had money. Arcade one up. Yeah. Oh my god. I'd own like more than half of them. <laughs> but so much fun. <clears throat> Alrighty then. That's gonna wrap up this week's episode. Next week we'll. Wrap up what we've been doing. We'll do our 1985-er episode for Eric, which I'm sure Dan and I will end up doing the research for that. Me study? Never. (laughs) Uh, That'll be next week, and then, I don't know, we'll do some normal episodes, and then when we get to our 90 string, we'll do something about each... We'll do something about each, each year for the 90s, from 90 to 99. And then our 100th episode is starting to loom around the corner. So we need to start coming up with some ideas for that. Because... You know what that means? They're close to a two-year show. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I see people like, like, we did episode 100. Like, you do realize that you're also four weeks away from two years when you do episode 100. Yep. Why, why do you remind me? we've been doing this for a while bud we've missed a couple weeks here and there where we've we've delayed we did we had the we tried doing an every other week thing to try to do youtube content that didn't work out but uh but we've been having some fun but we do have some youtube content about to be recorded at any moment so yes uh, several, actually. So, uh, with all that said, we wish you guys a fond week. Make it through another one. Go, go kick some butt. And I don't know. I think Eric's got something he likes to say around this time. Be excellent to one another, please, and thank you. We'll see you guys next week for another edition of the Nerd Table. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at ckccradio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.